2: Welcome to the show, everybody. You're listening to The Confessionals. I am your host, Tony Merkel. Thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me on the show, go ahead and shoot me that email. My email address is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. That's theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to the website, theconfessionalspodcast.com. Hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me. Just get a hold of me. Now this week, we have the Art Bell iTunes five star rating and reviews. Anybody who goes to iTunes, iTunes and leaves a five-star rating review, gets a shout-out on the following week's show. And this week we have Shine Down Asking For It, Katie 09, Lactio Zero, Flippers 6767, Trippy Hippie Guy, General J, Joseph E, Midget Fits and Glitter Tricks, and Murray E. Thank you very much for going to iTunes and leaving that five-star rating or review. It helps the show out a lot, and I do appreciate it. Moving on to Patreon, we give the shout-outs for anybody who becomes a patron. And this week we have E. Stephen P., Chad B., Heather C., Andy M., Robert M., Brian D., and Ignacio S., Thank you very much for becoming patrons and helping to support the show on a monthly basis. That does mean a lot to me, and I truly do appreciate it. Now, this week we have Rob coming on the show, and Rob's going to be sharing anything from UFOs to mermaids to everything in between. So let's get to Rob right now. Okay, tonight I have a great guest coming on, Rob. Rob is a uh, military veteran. How you doing, man?
1: Doing good. How are you, Tony?
2: I'm doing good. So I got this email from you just a couple of weeks ago. And because you're in the military and you're active, uh, you know it, you don't know when you're going to be around. So I wanted to get this interview uh, done when you're available. Uh, you have some really interesting experiences on here going from anywhere from uh, zero gravity aircraft carrier to uh, mermaids to uh, ghosts and the picture that you sent me with the face behind you. Is, uh, we'll get into all that. But why don't you just start us off with the zero gravity aircraft carrier? I'm very fascinated by this. So what's that all about?
1: okay so um I'd say back in 2009 right um, back when I was in high school me and my buddy uh, were' driving on this toll road back in socal where I'm from and all of a sudden this like you know it's a uh, pretty much what it looks like to be a carrier in the sky some have you seen like district 9 or Independence Day I'm sure you've seen that movie sure. right yeah like like district 9 like so it looked like a carrier because, you know, I've, I've seen carriers and surface surface warfare ships and it was like 10 times that size, like not wide, but going like shooting down a, like a highway almost. And so it was, it was pretty intense, but I could, I could start from the beginning if you want. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So back in like, I'd say about 2009, um, me and my buddy, we went to a movies, right? Um, probably like 4.30, five, Wednesday on movie and around, I'd say about eight o'clock, we dropped off her friend at his house. And then I took, cause we have a lot of toll roads in California. Um, I took this toll road, like a fast track way to drop my buddy off on the other side of town. And so as we were going, right. Um, I remember, I remember this like from distinctly from like, you know, from that very day, um so i have like a forerunner right like a 2,400 um as soon as i took off on the toll road my radio uh the song uh red jumps apparatus uh the song uh what's it called i think it's called um i don't remember its song but it came on right like it's my it's it's spaced down the song it came on and my radio antenna shut off and I was like, "Well, that's kind of weird." And then it shut, and it turned back on. And then I was like, "That's never happened before," you know. And then uh, as I was driving down the poor road, uh, this red Saturn was in front of me, and like a like a coupe, and uh, started slowing down. And it was really weird because I was like, "It must be like a car accident or something." And uh, as we turned the corner. This gigantic silhouette in the sky, like above. Um, cause the road reached to a point where it was very, like, very steep and then kind of goes downhill. Um, over it goes under underneath a bridge and you could see, um, the mounds in the back. And there was like sort of a town center and this gigantic aircraft was just in the sky floating and it was like silhouetted. Cause, uh, because i've seen out at sea you know ships when you know when you go dark at night because you don't have any lights on it's like a black shadow almost but you could still just you can still figure out what it is from close but from close up and so what i saw when i was going down the road was this gigantic aircraft just floating and you could kind of hear it, it was kind of making like a like a humming you could hear like whatever type of engineering Fish in the hat on there, but it was that was floating above us, and so it it was it was just really crazy, and uh that was like I don't know, it was something almost imaginary, like we yeah. thought of like like ruled more three going on. It was it was it was that nuts at at that level, but you know, as I was driving, I was just like. I, I rolled out my window and I was like, dude, like, dude, like just like swimming. And my and my buddy, he was just like, I don't know, I think I don't I don't think his brain can function or he couldn't process it at the time. So he was like, Oh, like he got sick and he was like, I want my mom. Wow. And uh I was just like, yeah, I was just like, dude, like it was something like he like we're not supposed to see, you know, like our brains or yeah. you we've never seen anything like that. And so like I was just, I, that's all I remember it was it was probably like a good 15, 20 seconds. I was, I wasn't even paying attention to the road. I was just, we were just staring at it. That's how, that's how crazy it was. And it was so like, like on like a, you know, out at sea, if you ever see any type of, uh, warships or you see any type of like merchant vessels, you, they're very distinct at night with their navigational lights. You could be able to tell what they are. This thing it was rectangular, light, so and it was hovering down the highway, and it on each corner of it on every you know on each corner of it, it had a navigational light like a white dim light, and so but it it went down for miles it was it was incredible like I don't know what happened if it maybe cloaking device like shut off or what it was but it was it was pretty intense um, and then after that happened my buddy was he was about to i think he was he was on the verge of crying he's like oh like he's making all sorts of weird sounds and he was he was like he was his He's like where's my mom and I was, and then as soon as that ended there's like 15 or 20 seconds and i don't even know what happened to the Saturn in front of us i don't remember anything about it where it was i don't know if it, if it we we turned on the an next exit and at that time we had flip phones and I pulled out my I was like, pull out your phone, dude, and we pulled out our phone and it was gone within seconds. It was like I don't know if it it's cloaking turned on or if it took off and it was it was gone by then and then we were both shaking. Like I'm 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 shaking just talking about it right now. So how long ago was this again? This was in uh two thousand and nine or er- 2010, one of those years, because it was was the year I was graduating. So I graduated in 2010.
2: And, and like, all right, so the size of this thing, I mean, are we talking about like a football field or more, more than a football field size?
1: It was okay. So wide, it reached probably across a highway, like a toll road highway. So I'd say about, I'd say it must've been at least yeah 100 yards wide but it went down for at least i'd say it was you like it was almost imaginary. You're like it was, it was crazy like like it, was, it reached almost like two miles going down like from as far as my eyes could see it was just a black silhouette but you could see its shape you know what i'm saying like it was like you can only see like the silhouette of it you know what i mean so like and the only thing you you get distinct the only way you can make make of it was because of each corner of it it has some type of navigational line and so whenever we so we got off the uh the toll road and we just pulled over because it hovered over like a home depot um like a target area and nothing happened in the news or no one was talking about it me and my buddy just got out of the car, and we were just like, oh, cool. like, you know, joy, because we just felt more badass. We was like, whoa, you know, that was amazing, man, and we were shaking. And we, we tried to tell people, I, try, I, I tried to tell my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend at the time, just, you know, she thought we were crazy, but we, we you know, he was there. We, we were not on any drugs. We, we, were, we were like athletes in school, so, you know, you know I was like 17. I, I really didn't drink that much. I didn't drink at all pretty much at that age, but like it was, it was incredible, but that was kind of like just a little bit of things I've happened. It just seems like my life, I always run into weird, abnormal things or paranormal things, you know?
2: Yeah. And so, I mean, you see that and that is that the, I mean, I'm assuming that's probably one of the biggest things you've ever seen in your life uh, up to that point, uh, and Mm -hmm. you go into you're now in the military uh do you think that that what you saw was military do you think that that was something that uh we operate with
1: it could be i you know what like i honestly i think it could have been because so as soon as we pulled off the toll road right um we went to like this area where my girlfriend's job was at at this restaurant and there's like a home depot it was like I, I remember to this day, it was, like, eight eight oh five eight oh six 8.05, 8.06 at night. And then we pulled over, like, 8.15, 8.20. And, like, we we're, you know, we we're calling our family, let them know. Like, you know. And at that time, we were hearing helicopters flying by. Like, a bunch of them. Like, not a normal. You couldn't see them either. But you could hear helicopters. So, like, you could kind make, of make out by their light, like, a helicopter light at night. But there's probably like I say five or six of them in right. that area, so you, you never know, you know. And um, you know, like Camp Pendleton it's not that far from there. So. All right. Well,
2: I mean, I just find it interesting because I mean, when you see something that big, uh, I mean, we have so much. We have a lot of technology, and when something yeah. like that bigs going through the sky, you would think that somebody. Somewhere would detect it, you know what I mean? And yeah, at at that point, it's like, is it being detected or is it not being detected? And if it is being detected, are they uh being quiet about it, or is it because they knew about it the whole time? Because it's them, you know what I mean? Them as in like military aircraft or something like that.
1: No, I totally understand. I totally understand. Like that's why, like, because I've been seeing in the news, you know, like on social media, people joking around about space force how donald trump's bringing it bringing bringing a space force it's sort of like a starship troopers type of department and like bringing like a lot of you know um inspiration to people but i feel like he's almost doing something like maybe unclassifying something you know
2: like he knows Um, something
1: yeah, because, you know, like, I'm not trying to get into politics, but, you know, he almost seems like a Kennedy character in a way, <laughs> sort of, you know, like speaking to Russians, you know, kind of like what he did before he was, you know, assassinated, unfortunately, and, like, it seems like it's something he's just trying to do, you know, try to maybe mention it, maybe, like, you know, bring it up, something like that, like yeah. trying to, even though it's, it's probably there, it's probably been there for years, but From my understanding, it probably was, but it was just something, you know, and I I mean, me, I'm active duty in the military, but I work nothing in any of that type of nothing. Secret scroll type of top secret stuff.
2: <laughs> well, you gotta work your way up so, to that, like, man. That's it's gotta be a mission. To yeah, <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, sometimes, you know, the way, at least the way uh, Trump is portrayed in the media. Now, I don't. I'm not a big fan of media, so everybody knows that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think that <laughs> you ever see that cartoon? I think it's called Dexter's Lab. When, when I was a kid, yeah. He had an older sister, and the phrase that she always said was, "What does this button do?" It's yeah. just Sometimes I look. I'm like, I wonder if the Trump's just walking around, I'm like, huh? I wonder what this button does. Oh, that <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's funny though, man. I I I, I try to keep a, a lighthearted attitude about it all, and
1: um, yeah, you, know, you, you definitely have to be, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I mean, there's no need to get it so uptight about everything, but uh, you know, it's very interesting the whole idea of the space force thing, and clearly, there's a certain amount of technology there that is not. Available to the public for them to even think about doing Space Force. I mean, you're talking about a giant operation to milita- militarize space. There is uh, technology and equipment there that you need to be able to build off of in order to do something like that, that right now seems science fiction. And I don't think, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think right now, I don't think a government should uh, pursue something that they have to build a foundation uh, with that is science fiction. So what I'm trying to say is I think there's technology available right now that they need in order to do this, that is not available to the public. Uh, and that's fine. Mm. I mean, I don't think we should have all the technology and we shouldn't know about everything because if we know about it, our enemy knows about it. So uh, I, I think some secrets are a good thing, you know?
1: I agree. Yeah. Like it was something definitely that, you know, like, my my buddy who was there, he obviously could not handle it. Like, and I, I guess it was like almost like a proving thing to me. Like I, I was just fascinated by it, but he his brain almost shut off. Like he's just like kind of kind of sort of like because I you know I haven't been in combat before, but like we've been trained. Like you know a lot of people that when they go into combat, they kind of hit like a fetal position because that's like when you're born you know, that's the most comfortable position. And that's what people, that's what happens to people when they, um, when they experience, you know, crazy stuff like that. And he almost did just like that. It was, it was nuts. And that was like, that's my only time I've ever seen anyone do that. And he's, we're both heavyweight wrestlers and in, in high school, like we we're, were pretty good. Like we're, we're pretty stocky men. And he was at that, you know, for such a young age, 17, 18, and he just almost couldn't even handle it from what he saw. That's how intense it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I, I totally agree with you.
2: Yeah. It, it's fascinating stuff. What can I say? But, um, so now you're in the military and I think you mentioned that you're in the Navy, right? Yeah. Okay. And so I'm assuming you're out deployed and you see something that I guess really isn't supposed to exist. Uh, in the, in the email, you said mermaids. Did you see more than one?
1: Okay, so I didn't I didn't see any. Oh, it's it's kind of hard to explain. So, when I was doing like this kind of like a twilight tour for um for a frigate, and these frigates they're they're from like the '80s from the Cold War, and so around that time when I first joined, they're like the Navy wanted them to, to do one last deployment in South America. So we went to South America, right? And so maybe. A month into it because we were, were hitting a lot of ports and stuff. Um, we, I think we we're outside of Montevideo, Uruguay. And at the time, you know, I was a seaman, I was, you know, brand new. Um, I was, because they had you stand like an on-af lookout type of watch and you know, to make sure no one, you know, jumps overboard out over at night. And I was just, you know, I think it was like midnight and I was on there. And, you know, at the time, um, you know, I, I, from what I remember, it was, it was like a full moon and that was the only illumination that we had. Um, and you really couldn't make of anything out on water, but you you could see things in the water. But that night when I was out there about five or 10 minutes into my watch, this head appeared out of the water and it was really weird because I was like, you know, I thought it was a dolphin or maybe a feline, probably feline. And it was just staring at me. and. it was almost like a sixth sense feeling, like an intuition, and a staring at me like you know, you had some person staring at you from you know like twenty feet away, and they're just like I don't know, like looking at you curiously. And uh I was just out there with my coffee, and it was because I have to be out there for like like about an hour and a half, two hours, and the thing was just staring at me for like probably like a good forty-five minutes. And every time, because we were going very slow, probably like three, four knots through the water. No, probably not. That so, like five or six knots going through the water, and it was as soon as we got it got like kind of far away, it'd come, it would go under and come back up again. But what I've kind of noticed because it was just staring, mean, it was really, it was a really weird thing. Um, it had these like shoulder blades on it. That's from what I could remember, and it was just really strange. And I never really thought of anything about it, but it looked, it had shoulder blades, not like. I see orange does. You know. So I thought that was really weird. And then um yeah, we uh we ended up hitting um uh Interenas, Chile, which is the southernmost city in, in in Chile. And it was you're so close down there, you're so far down there, you're 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 near the Arctic Circle. I don't know how many miles exactly it is, but wow. it's snowing down there, in South America, you know? And so we I remember we had to we we had to get underway because our our ships were colliding into each other. That's how hard the seas were. And we got underway. I was just a brand new speaking new seaman at the time. And we were going through the Straits of Magellan and it's pretty it's a pretty crazy type of uh straits transit. So it's um you know historically a lot of ships have um was a sink there um crash there. And as you're going through it, there's this like this wind that's like no other that's blowing you, trying to blow you out of it, not let you go through it. And as soon as you enter into it, into the straits, it's crazy, almost like you're in Alaska. That's how, that's how beautiful the, the scenery is. And the, the strait is very small, almost, almost like a river, almost like a, like a Mississippi River, but it's a strait. And this also is just a way I think mariners would take instead of going around the Cape um South America. So it was like a you know, Straits of Magellan, uh famous um uh explorer back in the day. Uh but you know as we're going through it, you can see like ships kind of like half cocked out. That's how dangerous it is to go through it. And uh, you know, at the time I didn't know it was Patagonia, you know, that's that part of Chile. You know, it was all green. It looks like Alaska and it was snowing. That's how cold it was. I think it was about ten degrees outside. And so it's so cold you have to wear like what we call a pumpkin suit, pumpkin, pumpkin suit at the time where it's like an arctic type of cold weather gear, and uh, yeah, and I think it was about because it's about a, I see it's about fifteen, seventeen hour transit going through it where everyone's manned up, you know, that's how it, because that's how dangerous it is. It's so you know wow. the the waters are so shallow there and there's so many sunken ships there. You have to be careful. Um, but I was just a, I was just pretty much a lookout and drove the ship at the time. Um, and like at that time, I think it was the second day. It was, it was, it was still a first day in, but I woke up one morning on the second day, I think as we're about to finish through and everyone was just talking about, you know, what some of the guys saw, they're like, yeah, Diego, by a mermaid and i was like whoa you know and i was like no way he's like he's like yeah go talk to him and i go talk to him and i'm like hey man i heard you you know you saw you saw a mermaid he's like no man i heard it and i was like what are you talking about and he's like you know i was on half lookout last night you know and i kept on hearing these these women laughing in the water and I was like, shut up, you know? And he's like, No, I'm being serious. Wow. And you're laughing, splashing or splashing around in the water. And at that time, you know, frigates, people that you know, people in the Navy that have been on those ships, they don't have any enlisted women on those ships. And it may be tough to have five female officers, but on my ship we only had two. And there's no way they're gonna be anywhere near that part of the ship or even outside, you know. Yeah. in that type of weather you know and like he was you know he seemed he seemed like he was telling the truth and i was like wow you know that's crazy because it reminded me of what i saw you know in the water because those type of waters you know not too many people explore you know it's not kind of like an ancient area you know and like um and then he's like yeah Malise, or oh, I should say it, um he's like another buddy of mine saw it you know and he's he's from zimbabwe and he's, he's a very nice man. He's kind of older um, guy that worked with us, a little bit more experienced than us, you know, in life. And, you know, he's like, he, he, you know, the guy I'm talking about, he's like, he, he, he heard it too. I was like, oh, wow. So I go talk to him and uh, I go find him. I think he was, using in our birthing. And I was like, hey man, you know, like, I, I heard you saw something last night. He's like, no, I heard it. And I was like, wow, like, he's like, in my country, they call her the white witch. And they take, and they take kids by the river and they bring them back years later. And they're, they're all messed up in the head. And I was like, I was like, I couldn't believe what he was talking about. Like two people. (laughs) And it reminded me of what I saw back, you know? And like, I was like, what? And it kind of like, so ever since then, you know, like. I just, I keep my eyes out, you know, whenever I'm out at sea doing anything, whenever I'm doing any type of, you know, any, like in general hiking or anything, i always keep my eyes out because there's, there's always something, you know, But like, yeah, it, it just, it, it reminds me, you know, of what I, what I saw back in outside of Uruguay, I was, you know, a little young deck seaman. And, you know, after deployment, right. I try to, as soon as we got, I think it was about, Three months, three months later, we got back in the home port and I started scouring the internet about, you know, information and I found out, you know, Patagonia or the Straits of Magellan have been known for years, um, for hundreds of years of seeing like, you know, sea monsters even Bigfoot and like, you know, uh, in mermaids, and UFOs and all sorts of crazy really? stuff. Really? Even Bigfoot? From, 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 yeah because from what I I've, I've I've done a lot of research and um I think Patagonia means in Spanish you know land of the the people of big feet.
2: Wow. Because so that. that
1: means foot Patagonia yeah, land so um but uh if you could check that up for me I, I'm going to look that up again too but I'm I'm pretty confident I've seen that around but like it's that's how crazy the area is. it looks just like Alaska if you were to look at pictures, like I have a picture of uh, me and my buddies, we all took a picture together and it was snowing in the background, you know, and not too many people would think, you know, South America would be, you know, snowing out there, you know? So when you, all
2: right. So when you saw this head pop out of the water and you saw the shoulders, the head, uh, what, what kind of time distance are we talking about here between when you saw that and when the other guys heard the women in the water laughing?
1: It, It was crazy. It probably was within uh, I'll give you a ballpark, probably within two weeks at least.
2: Wow. And are we talking about the same geographical area mostly?
1: So anywhere, if you were to look at a map at Uruguay, like Montevideo, and you're probably heading south to, you know, southern Chile, um, anywhere between that and the streets of Magellan, yeah. And if you ever, if you look up any history of it, there's a lot of mermaid sightings there all sorts of you know crazy stuff because it's it's such a um it's an isolated place no one goes through there you know no one really talks about it you know right kind of a dangerous area to navigate oh
2: i'm sure i'm sure you know i just looked up the uh, meaning of um patagonia and the origin uh it says denoting a member of a native people alleged by travelers of the 17th and 18th centuries to be the tallest known. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's pretty really crazy, right? Right. Like, um, it's, it's nuts, but you know, and on a following deployment, it kind of, I kind of go off topic, but on a following deployment, I also, um, if you don't, if you, if you don't mind me going off uh, topic no, for, go for it, man. a second, um, on a following deployment, I saw because I was a lookout too, and I had one of my, you know, uh, one of my supervisors with me, and we were—I don't know—I think it was around sunset, right? And this light in front of us—it was nothing like the first um, aircraft I saw, but it was just a light, you know, it was green, out in front of us in the air above our above our ship right and it was flashing different lights and we had some people on on a ship that's called a forecastle, and they were doing some type of bible study out there and uh in the evening and we were just me and my supervisor just happened to be staring at this thing when it happened when we were on watch. and it was flashing different colors and then all of a sudden poof disappeared and like (laughs) we were like he's like did you just see that and i was like yeah and then we look down at everyone and they're like like you know did you guys see that you're like that yeah, was a shooting star and we're like no it wasn't <laughs> you guys not <laughs> it's just crazy anyway i you know like it has to happen to most people in the military, or in the navy at least when they go out to sea like that you know and so i, I don't know i just it's just crazy but yeah. going going back um just how much stuff you see out there but like Going back to the, um, Patagonia, when we, whenever I returned back to home port, I started scouring the internet, you know, for information. I found that about Patagonia and the mermaids, um, sea monsters. And I looked on YouTube and it happened to have that discovery channel documentary come out. You know what I'm talking about with the, the mermaids?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like, they, I think they called it a mockumentary. Wasn't it that's supposed to be like a fictional thing or am I, am I thinking of something different?
1: Yeah. So it was, it was fictional, but I think it was kind of based off of like maybe, um, something like they made it fictional, like all the right. characters were actors, but it was sort of had some truth behind it. Gotcha. And it just reminded me of what I saw. I was like, no way, like how crazy these things are, you know, how similar they are. And so, and, uh, yeah, just, just all sorts of crazy stuff, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, my, my uncle spent, I think he, I think he spent 23 years in the military in, uh, in the Navy. Uh, and so he spent a lot of time out in sea. And, uh, I would say probably two, three, four months ago, I shot him a message on Facebook and I said, you know, have you ever seen anything weird out in the sea? You know, you, he would spend months out at the sea and, you know, did you, would you see UFOs or anything like that? And in 23 years, he said he, he never saw anything like that. And, and so I, I guess some, some people really go through their whole career is not seeing anything now you're fortunate that you're young i mean you just graduated in 2010 from high school and you've seen this stuff already yeah i mean dude if, if i was in your shoes and i've seen all this stuff yeah. i would never ever get out of the military i'd be i'd be i'd see every chance i get
1: i know like it's just all my life i've just happened to be i don't know like i'm like that guy who plays a poker game i've never played in my life and i end up winning the first you know. <laughs> like but i'm not like i just i have this laughter sometimes like something will crash um because i've worked worked in engineering something whenever i'm on watch something mm-hmm. usually breaks or you know i'm like not usually but it happens to be whenever i'm on watch like great you know but like just all my life is just like i don't know just I just happened, maybe it's my optimistic standpoint or me having an open, open-minded, you know, type of personality. I just happen to have these things happen. And, you know, like when I was younger, um, just around high school, um, and going to, if you like me to go into the ghosts and stuff, I've, I've sort of, yeah. not so much ghosts, but like the spirits I've seen, because back in, back in high school, right? I used, uh, I messed up and used the Ouija board in my, in my, my house. And so it was, um, I think it was like my junior year or summer or something, but I was in my, you know, I was bored one summer and I went to the mall and I happened to go by some, um, some board game store. And I happened to see like, uh, you know, these boards that they're selling, and it was just a bunch of them in bulk and I just happened to buy one. I oh, was like, you know, I've seen a lot of shows where they use it. Maybe like, I don't know, more maybe I'll try using it. And I took it back home. And I remember I had like, had like a Starbucks drink with me. I was like very nonchalant. I put it, I, I went in my room, turned on TV. Um, I started like looking up information on how I use it. And so I turned off my TV and then sat inside my drink. And I, I was just by myself in my house and I put my hands on it on the, what is it, like a little triangle? It was like a little little glass, right? It was like a little Hasbro almost uh, Ouija boy that they had, mm-hmm. and I started using it, and I put my hand on it, and I was like, are there any spirits here? And it was just quiet, and you know, nothing happened. And I was just kind of like disappointed, and I put it aside. Um, and then probably like a couple minutes later, just like, in my peripheral i kept on hearing it's almost like a breathing in my hallway kind of like a like a someone's like breathing like someone's like outside my hall like in my hallway in my house and i turn the corner real fast and there's no one there and you know like i'm like this is all in your head man you know and i just you know i'm watching tv and i kept on hearing this breathing i was like no way and it was like this is really weird and then you know I, I decided to call my friend over um she's like a really good friend of mine like childhood friend and she brings her friend over i told her i had a ouija board in my house and i bought one they're like oh cool let's let's use it and then you know we you know they come over and uh we use it i told her like i just heard some like breathing always like really weird she's like shut up you're not you know and like we we, we start using it right and uh you know we asked if there's any spirits around and You know, it's not really working, and like we thought it was moving, but it really wasn't. I think our one of her friends was like moving it, and like you know, and then like let's try it one more time. You know, see if it'll you know, like let's be serious about this. And we put our hands on it, you know, and then all of a sudden when we put our hands on it, it was like all the sound like ceased, like from outside. There's like a playground, like a park nearby, and everything ceased. Like the wind stopped. The birds stopped chirping. It was really weird. I was like, "Did you hear that?" It's like there's like nothing, you know. And like, and then after that, nothing really happened, you know. But um, um, yeah, they they ended up leaving, and you know, like my mom saw it and she was just freaked out when she got home, and she's like, "Get that thing out of this house." Or it was kind of it was kind of funny, but kind of freaky because my mom had, because you know, like how parents are, like. know she got home and she saw it on my table and she started backing away from it i was like mom like what's wrong she's like get that out of here i was like i was like what's wrong she's like get that out of here she like just started freaking out and like i didn't i never knew the severity of like what i did you know after you know maybe following months you know years at my house you know some every once in a while just feels weird like there's someone always watching you know Right, but. And uh, you know, I I tried experimenting it with my friend one time, and uh, yeah, well before that, I tried getting a video camera out to see if it would work, to see if you know I could record it. And so I, you know, I was in my room. I like sh- closed the door, um, and it was kind of like near night, like kind of like in the evening. And I turned, you know, I had it out. I started recording myself. I'm like, my name's this, I'm I'm about to use this Ouija board. And then in my peripheral, this, the shadow just zoomed across my room and I was like, okay, game over <laughs> and turn off my camera. And then I was like, okay, that was, that was kind of weird, you know? And then, um, yeah, that happened. And then my friend came over and he used it and, you know, uh because his his grandma was a medium so i was like okay cool you know maybe you have some type of um some traits your grandma has you know and then we used it and it it just got weird he just like he got really like he kind of like went into a black where he just you know was like staring off and he couldn't like he said he saw some Mm. some red lighting or something really weird behind me um and yeah, we just, we just stopped there. We I <laughs> open up the windows and, you know, open the doors and like game over again. <laughs> so it's, it's right. definitely not something, you know, you want to use, but, um, but yeah, that, that picture that I showed you, um, that was probably like, I think it was last year when I, when I saw it. So the picture I sent you.
2: Yeah. I know it your, I, I actually uh, shared that picture with the people that were watching so they could see the face that you're t- you're about to talk about
1: okay um so what happened was like last i think it was last year for new year's not this year but the year before for new year's i was in my house i was just going through pictures and stuff and on my phone deleting old pictures things i don't need and i saw that picture and i just noticed something in it that i'd never noticed before and it was that face kind of like right above my face and it looked like just like a baby's face or something, and like I freaked out because that's exactly where I was sitting on my couch in my living room, and I was like, "Okay, time to go." Because my 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 family members that live nearby. I'm like, "It's time to go over there." <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it was real weird. And I showed my aunt who took the picture, and she was like, she kind of looked at me weird, and she showed my other aunts. And they're like looking weird or like, she's like, I don't remember that being there before, you know, like neither have I. And that picture is probably like five years old, you know? Wow. And so I, I thought that was pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, so people see the the face though, right? I mean, like, it's not like people are like, I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like to my brother, right. I showed like multiple um, friends of mine, the picture and like, you know, they're like, wow, that's crazy. That's really weird. And I was like, yeah. It's like, he it looks like a baby. I'm like, yeah, that's what it looks like, you know, a little kid. And so, um, my, I showed my brother, who's actual, who's, who's an actual photographer, and he was just like, man, that's just like dust or something. I'm like, how's that dust, man? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. He's just like it's it's just part of the. But he's he's almost kind of like he's like very rational about things you know but i don't i don't know if it's so much of that because when, when i were younger my mom would tell a story that my brother had like you know an imaginary friend like kind of like a you know like a, a real friend you like legitimately thought it was like it was like imagine you know how kids you know have those imaginary friends but you know maybe that was like a, a spirit or something you know and he just doesn't believe in that type of stuff anymore so like yeah that's maybe. how i kind of think how he is now my parents would tell me some really weird stuff like he would legitimately go when I mean, he was like 5 or like 4 or 5 6 would go with his imaginary friend and play games with him like you know really weird stuff like that <laughs> and i never had anything like that you know but um yeah i think he's just more of like a rational type of guy you know now
4: <laughs> yeah
2: i mean everybody reacts to this kind of stuff differently and um yeah you know i don't know when i'm looking at this picture and stuff i see the face it looks like there's two eyes, a nose, a mouth, a hairline, two ears. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly a face.
1: Yeah. It's it's pretty nuts. <laughs> you know, no, none of us noticed that at the time.
2: Y- yeah. I mean, I-, I don't know what else it could be other than a face. So... Yeah. I'm going to... Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually post this on the um, the website when I post this show so people can actually go to the website and check it out and, uh, they can go yeah. check it out and stuff like that. Cause it's, it's clearly a, a face. And what I'll do is I'm actually gonna, um, I'll post the original picture with your faces blocked out. I'll put the, uh, I'll put an emoji over your faces and, uh, then yeah. I'll actually, I'll actually crop <laughs> it out so they can actually zoom in and see the actual face itself.
1: Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely like not once have I hampered with it. It was just a picture that know that my aunt took years ago and none of us have noticed it and i don't i don't know if it's something that just appeared over the years or something but it's definitely just very very weird you know
2: Oh, big time, big time! In fact, there's been pictures that I've seen. You know, you see pictures online, and people say, "Oh, look, there's a ghost there," and it's like, I, I don't see anything. You know, uh, this is, I mean, when you sent it to me, and I, I don't think, I don't think I even totally read the email or something like that. I just saw there was a picture, and I looked at it, and the first thing I saw was the face <laughs> right. in the background. It just pops right out.
1: Yeah, it's it's creepy, right?
2: (laughs) Absolutely. But it's
1: it's not it's not too creepy. It it looks from what it looks like, it looks like a a child's face, you know. So I'm not too worried about. And and in my house, there's nothing really, um, crazy. Nothing like like I don't get like bruises or anything like anyone attacks us. Like a very like kind of like curious type of person. Like I'll be in my house every once in a while, and around that time when I first used it. I'd hear footsteps upstairs and it was legitimate to where I thought my, one of my, cause what had happened, I had an uncle come over with, with, uh, with his girlfriend at the time and they were getting ready to go to breakfast. And I remember them leaving, but I heard footsteps upstairs. And I was like, hey, uncle, you still here, you know? And I kept on hearing footsteps and Yeah. I was like, ooh, it's weird. I'm going to go. <laughs> so, like, it's, you know, it's nothing too crazy over there, but, you know, just something I want to, you know, mention to you. Thought it was good documentation, you know?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally get it. Uh, So you said in the email at one point, you were having some very realistic nightmares about Sasquatch and a mermaid. Uh, Were they two separate occasions or did these dreams kind of tie together? And what were they?
1: Okay. So, um, yeah. So the first dream, right? So maybe a year, maybe six months after um, that whole mermaid incident. It might have been a year after but i was i was over in my barracks room one night sleeping and um i had this very realistic dream um almost like like it was very realistic like very detailed like i was somewhere sunny um some some naval base somewhere Not the it, it looked like it possibly was me in the future um i was in like you know like a nice uniform like a senior officer you know, uh, senior enlisted type of position, walking, and I was going through this, you know, this very top secret area, and these people saluted me, and I saluted them, and I walked in this, into these gates, into this area, and uh, this guy comes over to me, and he looks like some commando type of guy, and he was just like, "Hey, man, we just caught one of them," and I was like, "Yo, dude, what are you talking about?" And like, he's like, we "We're off the the coast of Oman, and we got into a, a firefight with one of them." and i was like i like what are you talking about man and all of a sudden we approached this tunnel right and uh he's like whatever you do don't look in its eyes and he walked down this tunnel and i was like you know like what the heck is he talking about and then i walked down this, this dark tunnel right and at the end i could kind of make out what it is and it just you know you hear like sort of laughter, and i could hear i well from what i could see going down the tunnel was this gigantic Tank. It was like a fish tank almost. And it was flashing around. And these guys look like they had, from when I was walking down it in my dream, they had these type of poles and they're like shocking it with like a, like a, some type of pole, like a, like a taser almost. And they're messing around with it. And I get to the end of the tunnel and there's all these like doctors, scientists watching this thing and these military, military people. And I get to the end of the tunnel and this, uh, the water starts, you know, mellowing out and you just start kind of seeing in it. And I was like, kind of looking at it. And as as soon as the water, you know, calmed itself down, I could see it. And it was, it was a mermaid. Like it was legit. Like what, I don't know what a realistic mermaid would look like. Like not fiction, not something out of like a movie, but something, um, like, have you seen, uh, Harry Potter? the yeah. uh, the goblet of fire where there's like a mermaid scene right where it's like uh um at a certain part in, in a tournament where he has to go find uh you have to go rescue hermione and there's like the mermaid scene it was sort of like that but more realistic like um like more human but more sinister and i looked at it and it was looking at me and she told me she's like i'm gonna enjoy killing you one day it was really weird and I was like, just I've never been so scared in my life. Like she didn't say that; it, it wasn't using any vocal. Like she was telling me, tell like telepathically. Like it was really weird. And then the guy grabbed me by the shoulder, and he's like, "I told you not to look in its eyes." And I like, you know, and then I looked back in its eyes, and she, all of a sudden I woke up, and she was like right above me. And then I was like, you know, I did not go to sleep. I woke up and I walked around base, and like I was just like so shocked. It was so real. And it was, uh, it was one of the scariest, most realistic dreams I've ever had. So I don't know if that's something in the future or something, <sighs> something, something like my inner conscious is telling me. And I've looked up, um, my research into mermaids and, um, folklore says that, you know, they have, you know, powers of telepathy, you know, and like, they are almost like, almost like in the, the witch Type of folklore background—that's like the type of realm that they're in—and so—and I've also researched it to where I found some information on sightings in Zimbabwe, also. And so it's—it's just—it's crazy, but yeah, that—that that was one of my most realistic dreams.
2: Did that happen? Did that happen before or after your actual encounter with the uh, possible mermaid?
1: Um, it was after, for sure.
2: Okay. Do you think it, do you think your experience had anything to do with this realistic dream?
1: Um, yeah, for sure. Like maybe my curiosity of it, because I've always, after ever since I saw that, I just kind of maybe one day want to go down there and maybe go searching for it or something. You know, just grab like some of my good friends with me, and you know, you know, like later on in the future, and like maybe like go go not hunt it, but just go you know find some answers you know yeah it was it was was definitely realistic like like it was almost like a glimpse into my future almost so it was was kind of scary and i've told maybe a couple people about it i told one of my friends about it one of my really close friends he's like wow that's a crazy dream like i was like yeah right and then i told uh told one of my friends about it and she was like have you ever read um what's that book the alchemist have you ever read that book
2: Uh, no, I haven't.
1: Well, in the alchemist, right. Um, the kid in the movie or not the kid kid in the book has like a dream and it's more of like a realistic dream, like something that's like that soon to happen. Almost. And she told she told me that's like something maybe your future is like wanting you to do or to look into, and so I've I've always been kind of more curious because I, I have my, my normal military lifestyle I have and my with my family and my girlfriend, but you know on the side like I do a lot of research for this stuff, and like I don't know I, I think maybe one day I might just find some answers, or I think it's just all this type of stuff on you know, Sasquatch, mermaids, UFOs, it's, it's soon to come out producing the, the truth
2: about it. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and you sound like you're an adventurous kind of guy. I mean, you're in the military, you have these experiences, you want to go look into it more and stuff. And that's just how I am too. In fact, uh, I can't help myself, but to get fascinated by... If there's a mystery i 'm fascinated by it, and I would love to just go and and search for these things and I, I have with the bigfoot stuff I obviously never come close to one. Uh, I did find a foot- yeah. I found a footprint once, which is pretty cool, um, but oh wow. Yeah, it, it it was it was pretty cool. But uh, you know, I never really came close, but it, it's not even just the cryptids and the the mysterious things like that, but it's also like, you know, um what's that island called in north in the north Atlantic Ocean? Uh, I think it's called Oak Island or something like that, where like these Yeah. Yeah, like the, the these these pirates uh, supposedly the rumor is that they buried treasure and they set up all these booby traps and and they're, they're trying to find this treasure and it's just like that kind of stuff fascinates me and so I'm here in Pennsylvania and I'm always looking good looking for a good mystery in Pennsylvania that I can start you know trying to really dive into and see if I can put puzzle pieces together I really enjoy that stuff
1: yeah definitely like that's that's how I just I felt like all my life like I, I, I kind of feel like my aunts my family kind of molded me with you know, like stories, like you know, like movies, like Indiana Jones. And my my aunts traveled a lot, and that's one of the reasons why I'm probably in the Navy. You know, just <laughs> because like my curiosity. But a lot of these things have just you know all of a sudden have happened. You know, and uh I also so I say about um a couple years ago I had that that dream about the Sasquatch, and so I've, I've never even seen one, or I've just all I've seen is stuff like on TV and in books. Um, you know, like from Monster Quest, that old show, and um, from Sasquatch Chronicles. I'm, I, I watch that, too. I watch your show in Sasquatch Chronicles uh, pretty much every week.
2: That's cool, man. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: So, but, uh, I'm sorry.
2: No, go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: No, no. I was I was going to dive into the, uh, uh, what is it, the, the dream I had about the the Sasquatch. It was just like really random.
2: Yeah, no, go for it. But, That's what I was going to bring up to you anyways. <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind of like the first dream I told you about the mermaid, but this time I was, I was somewhere, I don't even know, like maybe some, somewhere in some foothills, maybe Idaho or Montana or, or something. I was, I was with a bunch of people and I, I ended up, we were doing something and somewhere in the back of my mind was, you have to get back like to base or to wherever we're at because we were being chased down by these things and it was it was very realistic like um because i we'd be i'd be walking right and all of a sudden i see a sasquatch like you know it was, it was gigantic from afar and i've never been so scared in my life and like we'd we'd be walking try to find a different path and there'd, we'd be almost being cornered by like a group of them and uh what it kind of reminded me of was uh um like brutes from uh you know the game halo you ever play that game
2: yeah it's been a while Um, it
1: it was almost something like that like something just ginormous in size almost and um it was it was just crazy and then it got night it, it turned into night and we were still being followed by them and then yeah i just i i think we ran into them one one last time but it was it was very realistic it was like a a realistic saswash like kind of like how i saw the mermaid but it, this time it was you know was very realistic um but yeah it's, it's just it's crazy those are two dreams I've, I've had that were just but the first one was very detailed this one was like kind of short and um very random you know and i don't know if this is somewhat of like a glimpse in, in the future or, or or someone's life or something or it, it's just crazy you know and yep. the where i want to share it with people enough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
2: I think that, I think sometimes dreams, I I shouldn't even say sometimes. I think a lot of times, especially if you remember your dream, it probably holds weight to something. I I, I don't know what, I'm not a dream interpreter. Uh, I don't go to somebody to interpret my dreams, but uh, I do think that there's an importance with dreams and, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe one day, you know, you never know, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I, I hear you. Um, I've done a lot of research into, uh, David Pilates and missing 411. Have you ever, uh, ventured into that or read about it?
2: Yeah. I've I've definitely, uh, listened to interviews of, of his and things like that.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it just, it kind of, it kind of freaks me out because I've, I've seen like a seminar he's had, um, where he talks about the three types of people that go missing in his book. And they're, they're usually hunters. Um, you know um endurance athletes and then it's, it's like doctors and scientists um and like I'm, I'm kind of like an endurance athlete myself i do a lot of on marathons and um you know it kind of like freaks me out kind of it's like i kind of don't want to go by myself in, in any national parks by myself because i feel like I'll, I'll end up disappearing or something you know but like you know, it's just it's just crazy, you know.
2: Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, man. It, it that myth, that's a real mystery that, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, we it, David took a, took it pretty far, but I don't know how much further you can go with it as far as trying to find out, out answers because clearly there's uh, obstacles to overcome, like you know, the Freedom of Information Act, you know, and things like that. Like you think that should be easy, but he had a, he had to pull teeth to get any any information, and so uh, you know. I'm not sure, but, uh, it's definitely a fascinating, uh, line of thinking. And I think there is, obviously there's merit to it because there are these real missing people that keep coming up and, uh, it's not stopping.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was really fascinated and kind of creeped out and, um, I was looking into the, the Lisa Lamb um case did, did you ever hear about that she was a uh a canadian girl that went missing in, in los angeles okay and so did you, I've, um, never, I've never heard of it so it's, re- it's really interesting because he talks about it too because um a lot of his uh you know people that go missing he he doesn't say it is because he's an investigator right he doesn't say it's, a lot of these people were you know in the national parks that's the sasquatch but it's you know it probably is um but through all this you know these investigations the 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 really weird one was elisa land um were or i think her name's elisa land but she uh she was in los angeles right and uh because i'm i'm here and when i was in downtown it kind of reminded me of it and i was kind of keeping a close eye because it was at the uh um the cecil hotel and so she she was just can, this Canadian girl, and she was with her friends, and um, she happened to stay at this hotel that, like, Richard Ramirez, the uh, the serial killer, um, like, died at apparently um, years back, and all sorts of weird paranormal stuff has happened there. And uh, they have video of her her last sighting, and she was in this elevator, and she was just kind of looking dazed and confused, like you know. And they ended up finding she had, she's bipolar and they think that she might've like not taken her for medication, but she was almost like, you know, we're looking around weird. She, she walked into an elevator with the camera that, And she was kind of like, look, looking around the elevator, doing some weird stuff. Like there was like, she was possessed almost, or if there's someone in the hallway. And then she just like, all of a sudden just walks down this hallway and then she's she's gone people don't see her after that and so in the story what happened so and i remember um i think i was on leave when i heard the, the story when it happened that she went missing and i think it was for about two weeks she was missing and then all of a sudden the guests at the hotel the water in the the sinks and their bathrooms were turning black and they are like what the heck and the maintenance guy went and checked the the water tank on the you know the top um the roof of the building and uh they found her body in it but what was really strange was that there's no way her body could fit in that little tiny little water tank you know <laughs> and uh yeah David pilates uh you know just process of elimination just you know was trying to show you know there's no way she went missing for that long and she was just up there the entire time. And, you know, me as an engineer, I've, you know, worked with water treatment. You you know, there's no way she was in there for that long. She must have somehow gotten into it. And the I guess the little manhole or the little there's there's no way for her to fit in it. She's all of a sudden just popped up in it, you know. And a lot of David Plighty's people that he's investigated, they're they're found, you know, without any type of like um symptoms of being restrained or any type of like violent type of behavior. And, you know, she was just like I, I think she was just naked and in, in the tank or something. Um, but that's a lot of, you know, type of symptoms that you know, the people that have passed away, you know who right. did these uh investigations.
2: Yeah, it's definitely uh it's definitely fascinating. And, uh, I don't say fascinating, um, where lightheartedly it's, it's a fascinating, intriguing, uh, situation where th- these are very odd situations that people will go missing and things like that. Um, yeah. before we wrap this up, I would like for you to, uh, talk about this, uh, the death of your cousin who I, I are you seeing signs that she's okay? What, what happened
1: here? Okay, so uh, yeah, so I had to talk to one of my aunt to see if it was okay to talk about, but uh, you know it's just really weird, yeah, because uh, my cousin, she's uh, she's only twelve years old when she just passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, you know it just it's crazy. She's just a nice little girl, you know, and you know nothing, you know, um, yeah, just she's just a very like good girl, very good student, and you know, like as soon as she passed away, even at her, at her funeral, um, cause it was, you know, it was in Texas where it was at and it was kind of a sunny day. And all of a sudden, um, as soon as we started like, you know, moving her body to the gri- the, the burial site, uh, it started raining on us like, like really hard just in our spot at the funeral area. And it just, it was just nuts. And like, um, she just shows us like a lot of signs, a lot of her family members. Um, and like whenever I think it was like a couple days after, um, me and my uncle went to go to her gravesite, you know, where it was at, and we like set some flowers down um for her and this tiny little yellow butterfly came by and landed right on the flowers. And it was kind of like um like kind of moved its wings at us like kind of like a a wink or like a smile or something and so we kind of just looked at each other and it was like you know she's in a better place almost and then it just took off kind of like very you know very slowly just flew away um but in aztec culture because i'm mexican aztec culture uh butterflies are kind of like a good sign of you know family members when they pass away that they're you know they're nearby and that they're okay you know and uh yeah. And then as soon as I left, because I was at that time moving from Florida to Texas, I just happened my cousin to you know, my cousin passed away at that time. So I was I had my U Haul and everything with me. And as I was, you know, um driving back to California, this huge swarm of butterflies we migrating through Texas and my, my whole, you know, cause I was kind of not like, I was kind of like sad and, um, you know, pretty down about my cousin passing away. And I was kind of like worried about, you know, like driving with all my stuff to California and, uh, all these butterflies were just like flying everywhere on the freeway back home. And my whole windshield was covered with like tiny little baby butterflies and so I thought that was just like an amazing, you know, type of thing. I, I told my mom and my family about it and it just, you know, it just kind of gives me hope for, you know, um, you know, death and everything. Cause I know you had that guy that was on your show. He was all, like the, kind of like the John of God of Hawaii. Yeah. And he
4: yeah. kind of
1: spoke about, yeah. He's kind of spoke about how people that experience death, um, that they're more grateful for life. And they're usually like happier people. They're you know they take life you know for you know more serious. You know it kind of like kind of made me this whole experience kind of um, you know very grateful and make me pursue things that uh, maybe I thought were impossible before. And so, but I still continue seeing signs of her with these butterflies. Like I, it's, it's kind of it's, it's like I'll be on a range, like you know shooting. Um, shooting rifle and pistol, and a little butterfly will come up whenever I think I'm like doing bad at shooting, and it'll come up right on my range, like kind of like flying by, like in front of like the muzzle of a gun, you know. And it's just kind of like I feel like that's just her, you know. And uh, I'll be, you know, like I was out of school at that time, around the time when she passed away, and the butterfly was kind of like flying around me and this instructor and all these people, and no one kind of noticed it except me they're just flying around us and kind of flying around me for at least a couple minutes and then it just took off, you know, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just nuts, you know?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, I, I find that, you know, it's, it's really cool that there's things that you go through hard times in life and Yeah. People find comfort in things that, uh, in unexpected places, like you're just sharing now and stuff. And I I think that that's really cool. Um, And you sent me off on a different line of thinking when you mentioned about you being Mexican and how these are things that are kind of commonly thought on uh, in that culture. Uh, And if you don't Mm -hmm. mind, I want to ask you a question. You may never have heard of this before, but I wanted to ask you because this is the first time I've ever thought about it since really since it happened. Um, When -hmm. I was younger, I was in my early 20s. I used to be a mechanic. I used to work on cars. And I was in a garage where one of the the guys was Mexican. And I think we Mm -hmm. might have been talking about Bigfoot or something like that. We got on these these topics. And uh, he said to me uh, that in Mexico... A lot of people believe that uh, when a girl turns 16 years old, that a leprechaun comes to her at night and has sex with her. And he really, really believed this. Is that something you've ever heard of before?
1: No, I've never heard of that. But like, you know, some Aztec and Mayan cultures, you know, I wouldn't surprise me by like some of the things that, you know, because that, I've never heard about the butterfly type of things until my cousin passed away. And so, and you know, my family would share stuff about it. And like, it's, it's very real thing. Like my, like my cousin, almost not always with butterflies, but just with signs. Like, I think even like in her back, back home where they're at, like she'll shut off. Like I'm just, this come up to my, it just happened to come up to my head. But my aunt, I guess because my cousin really loved um like pastries and cakes and stuff um from when i just saw my aunt a week ago she told me that they they smell like cake being baked and cookies being baked but there's nothing being like cooked in their, their kitchen at all and i guess that's something that's been happening a lot and so but i don't know if it's just you know there's a lot of stuff with asset culture that is, that will, you know, surprise you, you know, like that many people, I've, I've never heard of that before, but that it, it could be something, you know, like almost like a, uh, like an incubus or succubus type of thing. Right. I don't know. That's, I've never heard of that, but I'll, I'll have to look into that.
2: Yeah. But. Yeah, definitely. Cause I, it's, I find it very, uh, I find it very interesting. So, uh, but I'll tell you what, Rob, man, I really appreciate being on here and sharing these experiences. Definitely the mermaid stuff, dude, that is fascinating. So I, uh, I thank you for coming on, man.
1: No, I really appreciate you having me on and, um, give me the opportunity to talk and, you know, maybe show some light to some people, you know, maybe some other military folks that have seen stuff and, um, yeah. Yeah, no problem And people that maybe have you know kind of lost hope with their family have passed away and you know just to keep on you know being optimistic and just know that they're okay because my cousin you know she her passing away was just it, it hit my family pretty hard you know so where they're still being you know pretty hurt by that but we just we continue seeing signs of her and it's just it's warm it, you know it's comforting for sure but uh yeah thank you so much for having me on your
4: show yeah
2: for sure man for sure i mean it's it's one of those things man where if i have somebody that's in the military and they want to talk about some things that they've experienced while they're in the military I, that's an open door to anybody who's listening i, I love that stuff so <laughs> yeah. yeah awesome stuff man i really appreciate it and uh, keep in touch if you have anything else you'd like to share shoot me an email
1: okay i definitely will oh, thank you
2: well that's the show everybody I really hope you enjoyed it and if you did enjoy it there are three things you can do to help support the show one go to iTunes and leave a five star rating and review two go to patreon.com forward slash the confessionals and sign up to become a patron and three you can go ahead and share a link to the show that you're listening to right now around social media and that will help out the show a great deal as well until next time friends stay safe take care and remember the truth will set you free but first it will piss you off bye
4: Sidewise. yeah yeah <laughs> Sideways, came in the same. Sideways, get turned, get lit. Sideways, haters looking at me sideways, sideways, sideways. I ain't something like my days. Heard they be talking
0: sideways, leaning in the same. Sideways, sideways. They wanna see your boy Kevin wear. Hope the worst when they tell me go and break a leg. This music with it without me, boy, still gonna be intersecting cycles like a naughty boy. Like I'm ballin' boy, reading taste not let my heart harden, boy. I'll need a sack to the main dish of problem, boy. I'll be turning down girls at the vine, boy. Do cool, what we want to do. Truth in the food, cool, when they really want to too smooth. With hum a humble few, these dudes will follow you. <laughs> They're a but we cool, Be and number two. Uh, them sons yeah. of the father, yeah. we star yeah. four quarters won't change for a dollar. Uh, I put it on my mama, I ain't got no words like a cool number Sideways. Lion King said D.I.E. Then brought us back to life like an EMT. No biggie to meet that you can do a B.I.G. Till you ain't got a line like a D.M.V. you rappers are neon green, you kind of Wanna be GMCs, but overdose on Christ See G-O-D, God. that's what you see on me Now, turn up, you know when we pull up Where they working them traps like a pull-up So we bringing them trapping A full cup a full cup of water that's living there They don't know what to do with this Degree in theology, Rest for a living black man In first class that is reading the scriptures I put my tray table up, smile while they looking sideways Sideways, came
4: in the same sideways Get turkey, lit sideways it's looking at me sideways, sideways, sideways. I ain't slippin' like my days.
3: I promise you, you better come tell them. Tell em. Tell em. I ain't the one I never was, I never will be. Somebody better come get them. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what got in their head. Wonder, wonder what got in their mind. They got me mixed up, messed up, click, hold on, is somebody on the line? Hello, um, I ain't tryna build CHH, I'm in my own lane, but they like, he ain't safe. They rapping in the bubble, can't nobody see they face. I ain't worried about a genre, the street ain't safe. I know some people out there probably envy my space, but envy is empty, come see my face. Full of scars, full of pain, I don't see much grace. Street fighter, I, you catching heat all day, I'm good. And lately I've been hanging in the hood, everybody looking like what, you for the people, you pushing back evil, not just in the steeple, you out in the woods, where the lions and the wolves at, still waters run deep, but my crew run deeper, we already died, we ain't scared of the reaper, we got two alive, one fear, what you speaking, seeing sideways, eyesight crooked, you ain't never seen her, cause you ain't looking, and if I say Jesus, everybody start booking, get out the kitchen when I'm cooking, Pie sideways, whipping that, whipping that bass, that's what they want to hear say, until we all get caught selling $20 rocks, and we just a Another slave
4: of the state. See inside. Sideways, sideways. Came in the state sideways. Get turned, get lit sideways. is looking at me sideways, sideways, sideways. I ain't sleeping like nine days. Heard they be talking sideways. Leading in the state. Wait, wait, whoa.